Real people, real opinions, real talk radio. The multi-award-winning Niall Boylan Show. Classic Hits. Now, you may have heard Jane mention there as well, but she talked about parole and convicts serving life sentences in prison must serve at least 12 years before being eligible now for parole under new legislation. The minimum period for before that was actually seven years, and the change was announced by the Justice Minister, Heather Humphreys. Uh, while life sentence prisoners will now be eligible for parole after 12 years, the average time served by those released in the past decade was 18 years. And the new parole board has been made up of a chairperson and 12 board members, a number of whom have experience working with victims and prisoners. It means decisions on parole will now be uh, independent of the minister. And the Parole Act also sets out clear and transparent criteria for how the board will reach each of its decisions. Parole can now only be granted if the board are satisfied the prisoner does not pose an undue risk to the public that he or she has been rehabilitated and that it is appropriate in all circumstances to release him or her on parole and victims of crime uh, will be able to make submissions to the board before decisions are made in other words if it's your family member or whatever it happens to be that you can make a submission outlining the reasons why you believe the person shouldn't be given parole. Advic, who is an advocacy group for families of murder victims, said it was delighted that the new parole board had now been set up on a statutory footing. And Advic spokesperson uh, Joan Dean became an uh, an active member uh, for victims' uh, rights after her son Russell was beaten to death in February 2003 when three men actually entered his house with a pickaxe, a wooden pole and the top of a golf shaft. And uh, in that particular case, by the way, the first trial collapsed due to the unrelated matters and the second only reached verdicts in relation to two of the three defendants. Uh, There were three trials relating to her son Russell's death over a period of 18 months, resulting in one acquittal and two manslaughter convictions. And she joins me on the line. Good afternoon to you, Joan. Good afternoon, Niall. A good day, I suppose. It could be better. You know, I mean, there's a lot of people believe they shouldn't get parole at all, but it's a good day, I suppose, in some sense, because before that it was seven years. That's quite right. And um, Advic has been advocating for quite a few years for that to be changed. And I think, you know, we would have looked for 15 years um, before parole is considered. But we're happy with with the, the move to 12 years. You mm-hmm. know, it's, it's a significant move. And, and it's, it, you know, it, it does satisfy, I suppose, seven years was, was never uh, enough. You know, it, it just wasn't enough. And for you personally, uh, and I I don't want to go back over, and I'm sure you've done many interviews in the past in relation to your son. And by the way, condolences to the loss of your son, Russell, uh, back in 2003. And I'm sure time doesn't make things easier. Uh, I suppose it makes it easier to deal with maybe over time, but certainly you never, ever forget. Uh, But for people who don't understand what it's like to be in a situation as a victim of crime, uh, when your son or your daughter or your mother or brother or sister or whoever it happens to be and their life is taken too early. I mean, every single day knowing the person is in jail, I suppose, gives some level of justice and satisfaction. But there's always that fear that that person may make an application for parole. And how does that feel, you know, in your situation? Well, in my own situation, I suppose maybe my, my thinking is it might be slightly different. I I never really um, gave any headspace to the people who killed my son. I, I didn't know them. Um, and I chose not to really give them headspace, I suppose. So I never really engaged mm-hmm. with how long they were going to be in prison or what they were up to in prison or anything else. Um, but I know that's not the norm. I know people become very, um, very distressed 
when yeah. parole hearings come up. And of course, after the initial parole hearing, um, every three years thereafter, there's another parole. Yeah. They're eligible to apply for parole again. So it's, it's a constant for, for, for a lot of people and it's extremely distressing. And it just compounds the trauma that um, a family has, has had to go through in the first place, you know. And the idea and, now that it's, it's more clear and transparent, I suppose, is a good thing because, yes. of course, you ne- up to now we never knew what went on or what decision was made or, what, or how that decision was come to because you weren't privy That's to that information. True. That's very true. And, I mean, there are instances where it, it can have, there can be a real genuine cause for worry um, when a prisoner is about to be uh, considered for parole. There may be physical danger to, to people involved you know it may mm-hmm. not just be an emotional response there may be a real um sense of fear or, or sense of danger involved in that person being out on, on on the streets you know yeah i mean i know i was reading this morning uh, of course the sad death of rachel o'reilly going back a few years ago and, yeah. and joe o'reilly yeah. of course is yeah. in jail and obviously he make an application for parole i know rose Callaly, her mum had spoke mm. about this uh, this morning. I think it was mentioned in one of the newspapers. Now, I know they are doing a documentary on it, but, but for every day, of course, uh, for the victim, it's also a life sentence as well because it's something they'll never forget. Totally, it's a life sentence mm. um, It because it changes your the, the whole dynamic of your family life even, you know, um, and th- this is your life sentence, whereas the, the, the perpetrator will have a chance to remake a life of some kind for themselves, you mm-hmm. know, Mm-hmm. Um, and I mean, I accept that that's the way it has to be. You know, um, does, does it really? I mean, there's a lot. There's a lot of us believe that's not the way it has to be. Do you believe that Ireland, in particular, were quite lenient when it comes to manslaughter and murder charges in comparison to other countries in the sentences that we give out in the first place? I, I would agree with you. I think um, I think we 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 have been in the past very lenient. I think it's changing. But it's a very slow change, you mm-hmm. know. Um, and I, I know that when, I mean, Advic, we set up Advic in 2005, myself and another, a number of other families who had been in the same position. Yeah. And having been through the criminal justice system ourselves, we, we knew how unfair and unbalanced it was. And we thought it shouldn't be this way, you know. There, yeah. there really is no reason for it to be like that. And we set about advocating for change. But of course, change is coming very, very slowly. But there have been changes. And like we, we, we are quite pleased with, with the, the, this um, Parole Act now, you know. And it is essential that the voice of victims are going to be heard in the process. And did, did Advic get, get a chance to talk to Justice Minister Heather Humphreys or any of the previous Justice Ministers, for that matter, yes. in relation to this? Yes, we, we, we've spoken practically with all of them. Yeah. And we, we had a meeting uh, last September with Helen... Helen McEntee. Um, McEntee. Yeah. And uh, she advised us about this. You know, she had this in, in train at the time. And uh, we were very happy to hear that. I suppose we, we, we would have liked maybe a, a victims group mm-hmm. or a representative of victims to be included on the, the board. Yep. But having said that, um, the the board, the new board members are all highly qualified people in mm-hmm. their own field. And I think they will, they, they will certainly do a good job. And they have stated that they will engage with victims' representatives 
going forward, which is another um, positive step forward, you know. I, I was actually surprised to hear, by the way, that wildlife sentence prisoners will now be eligible for parole after 12 years. The average time served by those released in the past mm-hmm. decade has been 18 mm-hmm. years. I didn't even mm-hmm. think it was 18 years. I didn't think it was that high because I've heard of some ridiculously low sentences yes, for murder. Yes, yeah, yeah. Well, it has increased dramatically mm-hmm. in, in the last five or six years for sure, you know. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Which, which um, is something, that, again, that Advoc has been advocating for for a long time. Because while, you know, the, the length of time they spend in prison is not going to change anything. It's not going to bring the person back. But it does give society a sense of justice. Because all we have is we have crime or we have punishment, you know. There's nothing in between. And I, th- I think, you know, a, a family is entitled to leave that, to go through that process and come out with feeling a sense of justice has been done. And did you, at the time, you know, when uh, the perpetrators uh, of the murder of your son, Russell, uh, back in 2003, did you feel that justice was done? No. Okay. I felt the verdict was wrong, Mm -hmm. um, but we have to accept the verdict of a jury. Mm -hmm. um, And, you know, for, for, I suppose, our, our own mental health sake, we chose to just accept that because we couldn't change it. There was yeah. nothing we could do to alter that. Yeah. And um, I didn't feel there would be any benefit to us in carrying that bag of coal around on our shoulders for the rest of our lives. And I suppose that was one of the reasons why I chose not to give the whole matter any headspace, you know. There was nothing we could do about it. It was what it was. But it... I, I feel it was the wrong verdict, and many people were of that opinion at the time. But, um, yeah, and I think that that sense of injustice, I can remember walking out of the, the final um, trial with that awful sense and a horrible sinking feeling of this is not justice. Now, mm. I'm not sure what justice would have felt like because I didn't experience it. But I, I do feel with hindsight that had the verdict been the correct one, I would have felt more of a sense of justice, regardless of the length of time spent in prison. I mean, and that's just my personal opinion. I'm, I'm sure you remember the tragic story of the Scottish man who murdered Karen Buckley uh, going back a few years ago. Yes. Um, and. Mm-hmm. At the time, if I remember rightly, now I'm trying to remember, he was sentenced uh, in the High Court in Glasgow. But I think he was given a life sentence of 22 years. Mm -hmm. But the judge did instruct at the time that there would be no parole until the sentence was complete, which was 22 years. In other words, he wasn't getting out of jail until the judge decided he was getting out of jail. I mean, we don't do that here for some reason. We don't. And again, it is something we have advocated for that judges would have the discretion to impose a minimum sentence, you know, mm-hmm. um, which which would make which would make sense because e- each each murder is is different, and some are I don't know if you can say more serious than others, but I think the 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 um, the circumstances of of each case differ. Yeah, the nature and of the murder, of course, yes. The nature and, and, of the and murder, and the type of person you're dealing with, of course, how dangerous the person, person is, yeah. and the danger they may pose to to others, all have to be taken into account. All of those factors have to be taken into account, and you know we should we should allow judges to have the discretion. They're the ones who are sitting in that courtroom, hearing all of the details. Mm-hmm. They have studied the case. They have studied everything to do with the case 
and they you know we should trust their judgment and give them the um the the independence to um attach a minimum sentence to a minimum period to a sentence because the idea that you know you can kill somebody go to jail and look if you behave yourself so we might let you out early that in a sense to a lot of people doesn't make a huge amount of sense you know because I mean most prisoners probably will behave themselves to some degree well yeah but I mean even in cases where they don't uh, you know it doesn't seem to matter yeah they still get time Um, off anyway yeah 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 it's um yeah, well, I, I think we have been soft on sentencing for sure. Mm-hmm. And I think it is something that we need to get more serious about, especially with the amount of killings that are happening now every day of the week, practically. There's another young person losing their lives or not so young person. And I think we need a society. We need to show that this is unacceptable, you know. Yeah. Um, I personally, I wouldn't be an advocate of a uh, death penalty, or I, I'm not. Um, I wouldn't be of the view, you know, lock them up and throw away the key. I understand that, you know, they're human beings, and the state has a responsibility to, you know, look after their welfare and all of that. But having said that, I think society is entitled to feel protection, protected, yes, and to feel that um, the state is living up to its responsibility. And if somebody is being sure. allowed out of jail, that it's safe to allow them out of jail. That The, the chance that there's a low risk of them, you know, they, they pose a low risk right. to society. Yes. And I, I, another thing I believe should happen, and this is my own private view now, um, it's not something that Advic has really gotten into um, so far, but I believe that when, when they're getting out of jail, having killed somebody, they should be placed on a violent offenders register. Yes where their behaviour can be monitored to some extent, you know? Mm-hmm. Absolutely. Much, because, much like the sex offenders register. Look, I, th- I think know? we have come on a long way, if people might remember, of course, when Larry Murphy was released from prison. Now, I know he didn't kill mm-hmm. somebody, but he got close mm-hmm. to it um, when mm-hmm. he when he was released from prison. Uh, throughout his prison sentence, he didn't have any mm-hmm. remorse. He never went for rehabilitation. No. And no. he was still released on time, this man who was considered to be a danger to society. And, mm-hmm. and thankfully, we've moved on a bit from that now. I, I don't think we'll, we'll have We're a... getting there, but we're, we're not there yet. You yeah. know, there, yeah. there, there's a way to go, yes. Absolutely. But, you know, I, I think we can take some comfort from this, this parole. Um, it's a, it, it certainly is. It's kind of two steps forward, one step back, isn't it? And, I, and hopefully, you know, we can just get better and better at it. And, and maybe the next Minister for Justice will do something a little bit more as well. I mean, that's, I suppose, the best we can yeah. expect for the moment. Well, I, I think the very fact that this is... this has happened, that the, the board is now on statutory footing. Yeah. It's an independent board, and it is going to listen to the voice of victims. That, that in, a, in a way, is a huge step forward. Absolutely. And it does indicate that the, 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 the voices of victims and their families, in the case of homicide, are definitely well, being but this is taken the, the, into account. This is the best part. No, I know you could always make a submission, but at least now you know your submission will be heard, and at least now it's clear and transparent, and it's, indep- and it's independent of the prison service as well. So yes. I think all those kind of things are all pluses, certainly, when it comes to this. They're, they are very important. Well, listen, thank um, you very much indeed, and I appreciate yes. you coming on the air. 
Uh, and once again, condolences on the loss of your son. I know it was a long time ago now, but still, right. these things never go away, and it is a life sentence for you too, Joan. Thank you very much, Nate, for coming on. The Thank website. you, Niall. There Thank you go, you. Joan Dean, founder and vice chairperson and advocate for victims of homicide. And again, today, as I said, new legislation whereby you now cannot get parole for at least 12 years, and there's a new parole board has been set up independent, and it's clear and transparent, and of course, the victims of the crime can now put a submission in, in relation to the parole, and it will be heard and looked at in a very serious Real people, real opinions, real talk radio. The multi award winning Niall Boylan Show. Classic hits.